Guardian, we've picked up a high-gain transmission. Origin point is somewhere along the coast, near the Cosmodrome. What is up, Guardians? This is Cosmodrome Radio, broadcasting from on all frequencies from this uh, dilapidated, um, beat-up old Russian spaceport all the way to Titan, all the way to the, uh, whatchamacallit, the Arcology, because we took a dive deep, deep dive into the methane this week. Not only did we go deeper in, in the seasonal mission, but we went deep, and I'm talking deep, in, in, like, into the methane for a great dungeon, probably the best dungeon, in my opinion, that Bungie's ever put out, but we will get into that in a minute. Um, don't forget that you can listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Twitch Radio, Spotify, YouTube, all those great places. And you are able to then also check us out on Twitter. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at Cosmodrome Radio. And for some reason, you are just not able to search on Spotify for Cosmodrome Radio. You can go to CosmodromeRadio.com and find the links there. If you are wanting to join the Discord community and be able to ask questions on, on the episode Make sure that you join the Discord community, that the link is in the description of each episode and on our Twitter. Make sure you check us out for that. And also check out the merch. The merch is still live. Shop.cosmodromeradio.com. Make sure you peep that logo hoodie or that logo shirt for your squad. Make sure you peep that. The, the, I'm going to leave the Guardian Games merch for up for a little bit longer, so make sure you cop that while you can. And then we're going to get busy. We're going to have a brand new merch design coming up in the next few weeks because, yes, folks, it is the it'll tomorrow, well when we release the episode it'll be the second day but today was the first day of pride month and you know straight up that we are gonna get our pride on mm-hmm. because we all queer in this bitch us uh, my name is well and one ally but it's fine um but like <laughs> I, I, st- I still wonder uh, m- 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 uh but speaking of which my name is panda the pound and to my left we have the um, president of the Zivu Arath Simp Club. We have Deva. How you doing? You know, I'm doing okay. <laughs> I, we are currently taking applications for anybody who wants to join. Come on down and see me in my office. You know, we got you. We got oh, shirts. We got, we got uh, little buttons and stickers. You know, hey, come on down and have some fun. See, like now when Zivu's design gets leaked, I'm gonna have to like make Zivu of Wrath fa- like uh, fan club merch now, just because we did this bit. You're <laughs> so, ready for it. But 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 then but then there's the other fan club. But like it's lost some members over the years. We have the 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 the, the still reigning president of the Oryx fan club, Miss Tower Mom. How you doing? Oh, I'm doing great. I, I I have gone into the deep down dark and I am I I have my whole taken brood queen arc going. Y'all don't know. Y'all ain't ready for it. Y'all ain't ready for it. And then we and then we have the the, the sweatiest warlock in this room. Man will not get up out the out the crucible. Still struggling for his hand cannon. It's funny to this day. Alchemy, how you doing, bud? I'm doing quite well. Excellent. Love to hear it. All right, all right, all right. Uh, let's go ahead and dive into the good stuff, ladies and gentlemen. As we know, 
the um the, the the dungeon came out this past week ghosts of the deep dropped it was a fantastic fantastic dungeon it was phenomenal in my opinion um i will be the the the, the one to say it that um the, the 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 water section or the methane section between first encounter and the second encounter was a little long um, I, 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 well. I, I I wish we could have had like one decently long section in the first half and a long decent section in the second half because it felt like we were getting a really good exploration in between two and three and then like you just drop into the boss arena it felt very jarring but other than that I think everything about this dungeon was on point the lore first encounter I feel like like could have been a little bit more like explanatory because if you had no idea what was going on, like like straight up with me and Alchemy and uh, Deva first did it straight up. We thought we had to like sit at the altar and protect it. Like they were going to sacrifice at it or something. Nothing ever happened. We're, and, and I'm over here sitting there killing all these ads for no reason. They was like, what are we doing? So I feel like a little bit more guidance from that aspect would have been dope. But other than that, I, I genuinely feel like this dungeon hit every mark I wanted it to. It gave me challenge. It forced people to actually have like, like, like optimized builds to a certain extent. It forced people to prioritize ad clear weapons as well as DPS weapons. You couldn't just like like do one or the other. You actually had to think on your feet. Otherwise, them thrall were going to eat you alive. And I really dug that. I really enjoyed that aspect of it. Um, a good twist on the hive runes because for a while the hive runes, especially in Witch Queen, kind of felt a little dry because of how they were used in Pit of Heresy. But then you bring them into uh, like, like in for a third time as an activity, and you did something different with them, and you made it like very revolutionary from that aspect. And I really enjoyed it. I was hyped to even see the Lucid Hive. Like we ain't seen the Lucid Hive in a year, and it was dope. So. Shout out to the narrative team specifically. And uh, once again, shout out to the Zevo Wrath fan club because your girl killed it with the lore fragments. Um, Kimberly Brooks needs to get some kind of award because, like, similar to Deborah Wilson with Savathun, y'all just came in swinging. Y'all, like, like, y'all didn't hesitate with, with, with these performances because you knew there was big expectations for these characters. And you swung deep with these, and I'm, I'm like I'm still like impressed with Savathun, and I'm I'm equally impressed with how the, they went about with the direction for Kimberly Brooks as well as her performance. So like, I, I this this probably like I still have fond memories of soloing Pit of Heresy, but in terms of like like and that that being my first dungeon experience in Destiny Two, and that or like or and just also like has my favorite weapon of all time, Xenophage in it. But in terms of like boss, in terms of mechanics, in terms of everything, I think second favorite raid next to Pit of Heresy for me. But in terms of like consensus, I feel like this is my favorite dungeon of all time. That that's where I'm gonna leave that. Um, Tower Lord uh, Hive Goddess, how you feeling about this dungeon? Okay, I I have to agree with you. Kimberly did an amazing job the lore the nods to the books of sorrows in her the memories that we pick up and the fact that we that they're even calcified fragments 
from the freaking Dreadnought in D1. Like, they brought that yeah. back and made... That's the collectible is a fucking calcified fragment. Love that. Love that nod. Love the... Especially the initial lore piece that you get. Um, the Actually, the first two pieces of dialogue are basically directly taken from the Books of Sorrow and are just her perspective really well done i love i i absolutely love how passionate um kimberly got when uh when talking about the fact that we did not take up the mantle of the taken king um, yes. according to the hive religion and this is why it's so important that Sword she logic. went yeah well let me explain for those who don't who who don't read or who have not read the books of sorrow the sword logic is is their religion it's not just the way that they fight it is their religion and if if you're a fan of say freaking the pitch black and riddick series the chronicles of riddick the most important thing the parallel between those two is the Sword logic is the same thing as the necromonger way. You keep what you kill. And the fact that we did not take up the mantle of the Taken King, which is just a title. It Oryx Oryx wasn't the Taken King by his own like merit. It was his title. He earned he learned to take, therefore his title became the Taken King. Mm -hmm. But Oryx then you take that title. That is now your title. If you don't do so, then that goes against everything. It's like it's like when you're a kid and you find out that Santa Claus isn't real. It is like the most horrific thing to think about. And Kimberly really nailed that feeling of betrayal that feeling of blasphemy in, in just a few lines. And it, it made me shiver, man. Not only that, but also the implications from the, uh, the Trace Rifle, the Navigator, as well as the Sparrow War, um, talking about how Oryx's body may be at the bottom of Titan. We're not going to get into any of that controversy about, oh, well, Titan is outside of the rings of Saturn, and how did Oryx get there? Fucking space magic. Okay. Well, 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 no, hold on, hold on. We actually learned recently from uh, from a piece of lore that how it happened because it, it goes back to the Royal Chase Scout Rifle from okay. Season of the Hunt. Yeah. Okay, I'll you... have one back up again, um, but I don't want to lose my train of thought because you know how I can do that sometimes with my autism. That's fair. Autism. <laughs> but the. Love it. Exactly. I am. I am. I am autistic. I'm autistic. Okay. And if I lose my train of thought, I will lose it, and it it will go by. Anyway, <laughs> so with Oryx being at the bottom, the fact that Oryx's body is still, in a way, active, it's he's still like absorbing knowledge. He's still kind of aware of what's going on. He just can't react to it. Not only that, but like uh, later on, there's God, I can't remember exactly which war piece it is, but the um, the uh, freaking hidden go down 
into the dungeon area afterwards to go and investigate Oryx's body. And, and, and well, it's, I, I believe it's three hidden. One of them is Felwinter, of all people. <laughs> so, yes, we've once again heard from, uh, we've gotten some word from Felwinter today. Um, but uh, they go down and they realize that the initial team that went down before them literally went insane just by being around his body. It's, it, it calls back to the whole anomaly on the moon and the people who are studying that. Um, you know, it goes back to, it ties into Clovis and his, his stuff with clarity. It just, like, it blows my mind how Bungie, how the writers at Bungie just weave all these different tales and bring back nods and you know, and, you know, just make, everything's intertwined, and I really love how Bungie does that. And shout out to Robert Brooks and Thickest Yosh for writing um, some really, really heavy innuendo eyes to the lines for uh, um, um, Rizzy Buarav. Like, that's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you have to go down and do the dungeon yourself see what he does. <laughs> so, so you know that uh, great praise from half the board so far. Um, Alchemy still chasing after his trace rifle. How you feeling about this shit? I am honestly loving it because the mechanics are refreshing, and also I like how that if you help people with their cattle runs while you actually don't have the gun, your chances crease. I really love that. Because with the other two dungeons that had exotics tied to them, like hierarchy of needs and um, duality, uh, uh, heart shadow, yeah, oh. duality. Um, you don't have you if you do the catalyst, you can't help other people get the weapon. It doesn't give you a drop increase at all, and that I honestly really like that because that gives more incentive for people that don't have the gun to help people with the gun get the catalyst. Yeah, very dope. Um, Deva, king of, uh, president of the Zebo Wrath fan club, how you feeling? You know what, I'm gonna go out and get a whole fucking t-shirt made just for this. <laughs> oh so my god. You gotta see, like, this is a thing now. Oh, made it thing. I'm it. rolling with it. So y'all had better get ready for the president of the Zebo Wrath like fan club to just be in town, man. Look, I'm here for it. But as far as this dungeon goes, first of all, I want to shout out the fucking environment team because they made a gorgeous dungeon, like a feast for the eyes. 100%. I don't think they got enough attention and enough praise because too many people were too busy trying to be first or get it done. I'm telling you guys, you guys gotta slow down and enjoy the experience. Because I was ooh, ah, that entire dungeon for the first time. You need to go down there together. Because I, 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 I loved, I, I'd love to just, when there's no timer on dungeons and stuff like that, I just, 
I just sit and enjoy. Like I look around and shit. You you and me, man. We just gotta like take a weekend vacation, go down in the desert. Oh, just, Jesus. Yeah. I'm telling you, that raid was uh, absolutely. I mean, that raid, the dungeon was absolutely fire, man. I love it. It was fun. Like you know, I kept people laughing the whole entire time that boss you really fight. Did. You really because did. it is the the first time is really weighing on you. I could tell so many people were like, I'm so done with this. This crazy motherfucker is just bomb blasting on everybody, man. But I had fun with it. You always gotta have fun and make fun your number one priority out there, Guardian. Definitely. Every time and twice on Tuesday. Don't forget it. Like your left foot. Don't forget it, bro. But uh, ultimately, for me, I gotta give it like... Uh, a, a solid, strong nine out of the the small little hiccups that I had a problem out of pale in comparison to just how just gorgeous it was. The mechanics could have been a little bit faster, but I think that's more of a like solo run like thing. If you have a team, it shouldn't go that long something to add some intensity to those solo runs for those guys out there that feel like stuff is too easy for them. There you go. Have a little bit more fun. You know, you get more than one day this time around. Yeah. There you go. But uh, yep. other than that, I had no complaints. Like, maybe yeah. maybe a little bit more Zivu. Other than that... He wants <laughs> more Zivu, Bungie. He needs more Zivu. I need more. Look, hey... <laughs> I have a saying, and my girlfriend hates me for it, but, like, legit, you only got two options with Diva, right? When, when you go against Diva, you got two options. You can go on a box, or you can go on a weapon. And Diva <laughs> just exemplifies that for me. Like, what? Masturbating death. Yo, from Diva for, like, a week. If they freaking do a face reveal of Zivu, man. Oh, oh, he he he, he gonna just come into the podcast and just be like, already did. We, we had a small one in the background. A, we had a small, a, a, a small glimpse. And look, I'm all for bunny ears. That's all I have to say about it. Like, look. Oh my god, I'm, he's I'm all for bunny ears. I'm done. I'm done. All right, all right. Let's let's dive into the nitty gritty. So. Controversy has swept the Destiny 2 fan base once again because the top player base has said, Bungie, we don't we like we don't like this. Well, let me rephrase. The top the top player base, and which includes the low man players, the day one street or the day one raiders and whatnot, um, notable names being folks like Gladit and Salto Greppo, um, have come out and said that while they enjoy the dungeon, while they had a great experience with it. They do not think that it should have that. It should it should take that many damage phases to defeat the boss, especially when when a solo player has to attempt this this dungeon. And there should be no reason why it takes upwards of six to seven to eight damage phases to complete as a solo player. That there should be different things of that regard. This is gonna this is gonna be a heck of a conversation because as mo- as most folks know, I uh, went ahead and uh, popped off on TikTok about this. I have one of my largest TikToks ever, apparently, with, with, with this discussion, and there and there ended up being a lot more division than I thought there'd be. 
So the, the, there, the, what ended up being really funny about it was there was the, the like top percentage of people in my comments that were either saying, oh, no, people just, just need to get good. Or there were some people, especially like lower skill players that were saying, yeah, that boss has a lot of health. The main thing that a lot of people were misunderstanding about my statement and what the statement of people like Glad and Soldier Grapple were, they were saying specifically about the solo experience that the bosses had too much health. Now, multiple people have cleared the the, the, uh, the dungeon solo flawlessly. Heck, Salter Grebel himself with three with a three man team completed the dungeon in thirteen minutes. So entirely, uh, half their arguments are already flawed. If we're being one hundred percent honest with you, but but in terms of the actual situation itself. And I, and I will echo what I said on TikTok was this dungeon, while we know it was created a year ago, feels like, when the, well, like especially if there was tweaks made to it prior to release, it feels as if the difficulty spike of this dungeon is in response to people's complaints about Root of Nightmares, that the, that Root of Nightmares was too easy, that the, that the boss's health pools were too low, and they were too easy to one phase. This is Bungie's response. This is, well, you want harder content? Fine, we'll give you harder content. Similarly to what happened with, with, the, with the beginning of Lightfall, where they upped the difficulty very much. And people w- w- turned around and said, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. We don't like this. We don't like this. And it's like, you can't have it both ways. I will be very firm on this one from straight up is you either want hard content or you don't want hard content. But then... But there, there are the, the top player base that said, well, making bosses bullet sponges doesn't make it hard content, says you. And they're like, well, th- 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 like, well, that makes it boring. It doesn't make it challenging. Um, have you seen those moths in that boss room? Them moths will ruin your life. Yeah. little moth will wipe you out. Like- That's that freaking boss whips up her moss like she's playing well, like in, in Dark Souls with homing crystal soul mass and ruins your whole day. So when you're like when, I, when I'm hearing all this different discussion and whatnot, and the one thing that Glad brought up that I want to specifically speak on is why don't why doesn't Bungie, especially with the solo system of the dungeon, um bring or intro, like reintroduce of health scaling like they've done with the legend campaign and things of that nature why isn't there health scaling for these harder dungeons like spire and like and like ghosts and my response to that is who in the hell said it was solo player content by itself and the reason why i say that is just because there is a triumph in the seal and you get an emblem for completing it solo flawless or whatever or even solo just to have increased odds of the exotic doesn't mean the content was meant for one solo player, at least at a casual or even a, a mid-tier level perspective. Case in point, and I, and I, I was going to make this its own section originally before all the drama happened, but I wanted to specifically bring it up. So there is a team um, on on YouTube this past week uh, week where they're having a specific thing called Project MMO. Um, it's, it's, it's part of Preach Gaming, where they go through different MMO RPGs and test their new player experience. And recently, they did a video talking about, from, like, from Lightfall onward, the new player experience for players. 
and they straight up said it's it's freaking horrible. There's no direction. There's a lot of gatekeeping, especially with the new guardian rank system. Um, there's no there's no direction when uh, po- uh, post the uh, Shao Han quest that the Lightfall campaign explains next to nothing for new players and how to get into the game. Um, it like it, it expects you to go on to YouTube and watch a lore dump of all the previous content and like in terms of that. But then one thing he specifically touched on because the pop ups kept highlighting duality for him when going through this uh like the the the, the new player experience. He went and tried duality as a solo player because it says one to three players marked on the dungeon. Yeah. So if a new player is constantly being prompted by Bungie to go into a piece of content and they wander in and they get their butts kicked even at a lower level by this dungeon that's not specifically meant for one player they're going to have a horrible experience. This dungeon specifically, regardless of if it having the emblem or the, the triumph, whatever, I firmly believe this dungeon was not meant to be soloed by a casual player or by a, a regular, or like, like, like even like more mid-tier full-time player like all of us here on the show. This was not meant for that. This is meant for the top percentage of players because the top percentage of players did all the complaining and even then there are some of the top players that have already soloed the dungeon complaining still and they're like oh we think it's boring that we have to do that many damage phases like make up your mind make up your mind what, what do you want i feel like ryan gosling where it's like what do you want like they gave us good mechanics they gave us great ad density. Like, oh my god, the ad density in this in this entire uh, dungeon was amazing. Um, like, just everything about this this dungeon hit perfectly, and yet there's still people complaining. And I just, I, I don't get it. I just don't get it. Um, uh, Tower, you're the, you're the more casual of us when it comes to the game, and I want to like get your perspective on this because, frankly, I just don't get it. And I really don't understand why like it's a problem. Because frankly, once you figure out how to optimize your build, you can crank this this, this bitch in three phases. Like straight up. Three phases, you're out the door. And then there's but there's people uh, that are saying it should be able to be one to three phased as a solo player. And I and I, I I just don't see it. So like holla at me. So first of all, even with the confidence that I've built especially in the last year with uh, frigging uh, build crafting and stuff like that, I will never touch a single dungeon solo in this game. Period. End of story. That's just, that's, I, I, it, it, it took me freaking to Seraph Shield to be able to even feel comfortable enough to do an exotic quest solo. Like, I, as, that's how casual I am. Um, and even then, like, I, I couldn't do the Legend or the Master version Soul Flawless. Um, so I can't imagine, like, I get that there are people out there who want the high, you know, the, the high challenge and stuff like that. And honestly, I agree with you. This dungeon, even just the first encounter, which is just a fucking puzzle. Like, it's not even, there. there's no boss in that room it's just you know kill things follow take 
follow Wrathborn Goo, get symbols, come back, dunk your symbols. It's that simple. But because of the ad density, it is incredibly difficult for a solo player to do at my level. So people like Salt, people like Glad, you know, all those higher tier content PvE players, like, you know, good on them for being able to do that. But stop making it difficult for those of us in the 99% of the player base category. Like, you need to understand, not not us, but them. <laughs> I'm talking to them now. I'm talking to people like Salt. I'm talking to people like Evan. I'm talking to people like fucking Glad. Y'all need to sit the fuck back and listen to the majority of the player base. Not everything is about you, and you need to shut up when it comes to difficulty because just because you can do something in one to three phases like with the older dungeon doesn't mean that everybody else can and yes i absolutely agree with you panda that it does feel like this is bungie's answer saying look you wanted you were bitching for years about how easy an end game content was especially the dungeons you wanted a hard dungeon here like this you you the more you fuck around the more you find out that's all i'm saying (laughs) and this is this this is their find out moment like i agree about everything or are you gonna sit down and shut up and let people enjoy the game because it doesn't sound like you're enjoying the game Saul and Glad and Evan and all those other people. So why don't you go play something else and let the rest of us enjoy the game? Mm-hmm. Well, and, and not only that, um, and like the one, th- the one thing that I like, like, like have been, was saying on Twitter, not on well, on Twitter, and also in, in, on TikTok, was there was either like someone who just commented on my post again while I, while I was letting uh, t- uh, Tower speak was. Like like seals and triumph like 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 seals and emblems should be hard to get in the game. Yes, I agree with you. But at the same time, there sh- there shouldn't be this pressure, this anxiety, especially from uh, the higher like skill players in the community to have to solo this content, especially for the exotics to have an increased chance to obtain those exotics. That specifically should not be blo- locked behind uh, soloing the content. That specifically should not be locked behind there. But in terms of like, hey, if if y'all really want some solo content, why not ask Bungie for a solo dungeon experience? Not a dungeon where it originally was pitched as three players going in and making it a half raid. Why not ask Bungie for a solo dungeon experience? Like a so not even, don't even call it like a dungeon. Call it like like call it something else. I, I don't know. Like, well, make it like a freelance dungeon. Yeah, where, like, 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 or, yeah. Where it's specifically yeah. catered to, you know, it's it's its own option in the in in the choices. So you know, like right now, you you go to the, you know, to any dungeon node, and you can select master, or you can select normal, you can select legend, you can select master, whatever the tiers are. There should be an additional node there 
that is strictly freelance and it is solo and it has its own modifiers. Like and it's say, cranked. Like you have to like fight for that. That's what it yeah. should be. Not and, yeah. and, and I don't and like I don't even want to hear like oh there's too many damage phases. You asked for harder content. Like yeah. So if we if we give you a freelance option, it should be six seven damage phases, and then like everyone else can have like three oh, four five whatever. It, it it basically in my opinion a freelance option should be on par with a master dungeon, um, and that. And and the only, I mean, the big difference is that it is, you know, solo. It's it's locked to solo, just like with a master. Your loadout's locked for that extra challenge. Uh-huh. Um, but like, you know, it ads can one shot you, you know, or what have you. Whatever modifiers that they would have, what that they want to put on, like they do with the nightfalls. But then what they should do in that case is then they should have the normal they should have the normal be half of what you know the 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 master slash freelance tier would be so instead of having to do six seven uh freaking uh you know damage phases like you have to do right now in ghost you know Scale it back. Actually, actually scale it back for the casual players so that way we can have the chance to even just try and solo it because, you know, dungeons are not match-made um, on their own. You can go into a regular, a normal dungeon solo and, you know, attempt to solo it. But the problem is, is that the normal version of this dungeon right now feels like a mini-raid. And it really should not feel like that. That the way that it feels right now is it feels equivalent to a GM. So you're so you're of the opinion that it should just be weaker across the board, not even no, what, it, what it is right now. What I'm saying is that people should have the choice. But I, what I really feel like is, uh, on the one hand, yes, this is Bungie's reaction to you know the the higher tier PVE players you know, solo PvE players saying, you know, we want more challenge. What I'm saying is what they should do is they should have a, you know, a challenge mode for that, for the dungeons when they come out. But the normal mode should feel more like a a legend, uh, a legend nightfall rather than a fucking GM or raid, which is what it feels like right now going in on normal. So just 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 so like just to clarify, you are of the opinion that the dun- the dungeon is too hard right now. I I am of the opinion that the final boss definitely is too difficult because that's the argument that they are presenting is that it is too hard. The health pool is too large. I'm saying it's fine the way it is, and that they need yeah. to stop complaining. And okay. now, like you're entering a counterpoint. Okay, so so you asked me what what. I feel like as a casual player, yeah, yeah, you know, as as someone who's you know just now really getting into sherping and you know only just recently been able to build craft and things like that. Right. Yes, I do believe particularly. I believe the ad density in the second encounter is way too much for a uh, for a dungeon. 
um, because it is incredibly difficult for a mid-tier player like myself, um, especially when sherpaing the dungeon, to even survive. And that's when I'm running well with freaking... Uh, or that's when I'm running Solar Warlock with well, so that tells you something. So like, um, hold on, hold on, hold on. So like, you basically just sat there, and then you actually agree with Salt and Glad. You literally agree with them. In in a way, I agree with them. In a way, I agree with them. However, I don't agree with the way that they come across bitching about how difficult things are. Like, yes, I I I have complaints, but I'm not going to go out there. And tell you know the rest of the casual community that I'm a part of to just get good. Well, I don't even think Salt and Glad specifically, or like the, the higher up players, were saying get good. I, I think it, I think it's their followers that, are, especially in my comment section, that were saying get good. They specifically had even said they love the dungeon, they love the, the experience, but they still feel the health bar is too large because some some people even calculated that um, that I believe this the final boss has more health than Atheon. <laughs> I, I definitely feel it's too large for solo playing. However, I was able to three-phase both bosses in a team of three. On my, on, on my day one clear, once we got the mechanics down, we three-phased both bosses. Easy. Okay, so like... The problem was add density. The problem was the add density in the, in the middle encounter with Egger. And the uh, fucking, uh, you know, not not being able to fucking survive the onslaught of mobs every five seconds. <laughs> okay, so let's actually have like a real discussion here because you actually agree with them. Like that's the crazy part about this. Like I, I sat here and, and like had this entire st- stance of no, the dungeon is not too hard. It actually makes you optimize your builds and whatnot, and actually put the effort in. And then you came in and was like, like through. Like d- uh, dirt in their fa- in glad and glad and, and assault faces when they're actually agreeing with you. They, they had they had no malice. They had no disrespect to the community. They were even advocating for an easier experience, and you're actually agreeing with them. And like I, that's actually a, like a real discussion we can actually have here. Of hey, I disagree that 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 the identity is a problem. I think the identity is right on point because it actually makes you actually have to prioritize different things. Make sure your build is on point. Mm-hmm. I think, like, the biggest thing is wave frame grenade launchers and Wither Horde specifically were made to be a priority, or even your abilities, because you couldn't just, like, coast and, and use basic guns to get through the experience. So I think, especially for second encounter, second encounter is perfect in terms of, like, its balance, its add density. It feels very reminiscent of Pit of Heresies. Um, what 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 like the, the what, what 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 are those um those totem things the called plate. the totem the, 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 the plate encounter like the, like the plate encounter in Pit of Heresy where you have to keep dunking the orb yeah. over and over again it feels the like annihilation that. plates yeah the annihilation the, 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 the annihilation plate thank you the annihilation the annihilation totem the annihilator totems those specifically it was very reminiscent of that where you had to complete okay. your goal while dealing with the add density and I really enjoyed that so I think like in terms yeah so like. On the one hand, I can I can see where you're coming from, where you know where it is similar to the Annihilator, um, but at the same time, when those ads, when when the you know most basic red bar thrall can one shot you, 
And that's a normal, it, it can be really difficult as a casual player. It can be incredibly frustrating. You have no idea. When when I was, like, so just on my Shepherd runs I, alone, like, I'm literally dying more than the people that I'm Shepherd. David? Okay, so not to, like, be the, the that guy, right? I think that whilst you both have some merit to your argument, right, what I think is people don't necessarily account for, like, what it is that a solo dungeon run is supposed to be, right? It is a show of mastery of the content. Right? That is very true. So, on one hand, I sympathize with a lot of, like, streamers and content creators who feel like there's too much help for the boss, right? But that is the same amount of help that the boss has when you do it in a uh, regular, smegular, like, three-man run, right? And the point and the prestige of a solo run is to be able to complete something that's designed for three by yourself. That is that's, that's what I'm point. saying, yeah. Yeah. So in to ask for the thing to be uh lowered to accommodate one person is counterproductive to the point of the entire achievement in and of itself. Right? Right, yeah. Like when it comes down to like people doing the uh, right, they were like, let's uh, let's get Nezzy's health bar to accommodate us to kill him with three people. Like, no, if you right. if you struggle with uh, the content being done and where it is, I'm not gonna say it's a skill issue, but there is a conversation that needs to be had about expectations right? mm. like I don't disagree with a lot of people that feel like four, five, six different da- uh, damage phases is too much but I will also say like I think a lot of people are just spoiled our current yeah. damage strats yeah. allow people to do things in one to two mm. when they run it normally so now that they have to feel the sting of doing thing for more than two phases, yeah, yeah, they don't like it. Not only yeah. that, you 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 brought up a really good point. This is the first season where there's not a calculated meta. Think about it. We just yeah. saw the nerf of the of one of the best exotics in the game because it was overpowered, Starfire Protocol, that helped people cruise yeah. through Root of Nightmares day one experience. Um, linear fusion rifles have been nerfed, but they are actually pretty good for the dungeon, ironically enough. Um, mm-hmm. Thunderlord caught a nerf, well, a quote-unquote nerf, because originally, while it was doing big damage all last season, it was because of a glitch, because every time you hit a crit with Divinity, it was making lightning strike twice. But in terms, yeah. but, but now it's been fixed to only strike once. While it has been fixed and balanced, it's lesser than what it was previously. And now, while the technically the best thing is rockets, truth be told, not everyone can use rockets because A, one thrall runs into your rocket, you're just going to explode. But B, yeah. 
but B, not everyone has the right perks, the right setup for rockets. And some people that I even ran into recently while chirping, some people have sensory issues where they can't even use rockets. So, like, there, there's that conversation to be had on top of the fact that rockets, while, like, because for a long time, rockets were not the meta. It wasn't until High had rolled in at the end of its lifespan in the game, because when it was an adept, it wasn't powerful yet, but then everyone said, hey, right at the end of the season, rockets are getting buffed. You better go get a hothead. And like the top player base got hothead, but not everyone got hothead. Mm-hmm. So a lot of Sherpas ended up being like, hey, who doesn't have hothead? Everyone else who didn't have hothead was rocking Gallahorn. And then because of Gambit, Bungie nerfed Gallahorn. And then everyone's kind of like sitting here. What do we do? Oh, back to linear fusion rifles for a little bit. And even well, with and even with the introduction of Season of the Haunted and things like Chill Clip, not everyone did what they what, what they were told by streamers and content creators to go farm Chill Clip rockets and whatnot, or even use the free one Palmera B that Bungie gave us. Not everyone knew to go do that because not everyone's as knowledgeable about the game. One conversation that we were having off off stream uh, recently was. Um, not everyone reads the TWAB like we talked about in the podcast, but not everyone even listens to YouTubers and whatnot. Half the people still don't even know that the, that the flawless pool is gone from trials because that was a whole conversation conversation last week in PvP was people still didn't understand that that, that flawless pool was gone. There was still LFG saying on Sunday saying non-flawless pool know what to do whatnot. I was like because <laughs> they didn't know, and it was depressing. Because not everyone knows how the communication works in the game, and that's at the fault of Bungie. Um, So in terms of the difficulty, I think the difficulty is in a very healthy place, but I agree with Dave where not everyone knows what to run for DPS Mm -hmm. because um, because until we found out from streamers, no one knew that Arbalist makes the the, the, the boss stay in one place if you shoot Arbalist to break its shield, which is pretty much a glitch on on behalf of Arbalist. And even then, it it's a new strat that or new boss mechanic where like similar to to Nezi, where it is teleporting everywhere and making things difficult for people. So not everyone is used to that kind of mechanic system. So they're not optimizing their DPS correctly. They don't know what weapons are good. Hell, we had no idea going into the dungeon that Legend of Acrius, my one of my favorite uh, shotguns, was going to be meta for Edgar. And we went in there and we found that out. I was unloading. I was so excited when I saw, I think it was Jixxer Clyde had um, freaking Legend of Acrius. And I was hyped because I'm a child of Legend of Acrius. So, like, that was an innovation in its own right. So, there's still a lot when it comes to this that people aren't used to. But that doesn't mean the dungeon itself has a problem. It's just that not everyone is used to that kind of experience. And when Bungie doesn't properly label their content, properly communicate with their player base, that means casual players are going to have a harder time with this experience. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, uh, Alchemy, your thoughts (laughs) on this entire debacle? Okay, coming from someone that soloed a dungeon last season, that being uh, Spire. Spire of the Water Watcher, when I did my solo run, it took me five, four or five damage phases, even as an arc, a starter arc hunter, which is one of the best DPS supers in the burst DPS supers in the game. It still took me like five, four or five damage phases to kill the boss. 
Mm-hmm. And that's with like an optimized loadout and everything. And I, I, I think it's perfect where that it is right now because, like, it. If you can three phase a bo- dungeon boss, made for three people to do, in two to one damage phases, then like, why why even have that as a th- a thing in the game? And not just make like a story mission or something. Hell, I'll still be the one. I'll still be the one to say it. I remember a season of the Splicer. Um, we we had hyped up Coria Blade transformed in the content for so long that the only reason why I didn't thunder crash her whole health bar out was because they 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 gated it. They gated her health bar to make it go multiple phases. So like, there's been times where Bungie has just been like, no one cares, just destroy the content. But this like like some of was just saying, there should be no reason for that content to be that low if you can easily destroy a boss like that. There should be some challenge when it comes to a DPS uh, cycle like that. Tower, your response. I don't even I like, know. I feel like you're simmering. No, no, I'm not. I'm letting y'all do your thing. Oh. Well, because like, your your input matters, and like, like the casual perspective definitely needs to have a seat at the table here. Oh no, no, I I gave my opinion. <laughs> I mean, so we're having a discussion. Another opinion mine on this one, like this is not a situation where I think. Uh, I'm not gonna say I think that a lot of casual players need to get good, but understanding, like I said. Just like how like streamers and these top tier players need to understand that this is a thing of mastery and not yeah. ease. Right. Because that's this also why has to apply. Thing for rank right. 11. And I think yeah. I think a lot of that is how Bungie approaches it as mm. well. Yes. Especially, so especially that's with the, the next part. Yeah. So like in one hand, on one hand, that if this is going to be a requirement for things, Bungie yeah. has to take more incentive or into uh, things like this being more accommodating to uh, solo runs. In the sense of like, you know, if you're going to be using this as like thing to uh, get players to guardian rank eleven, right? You got to yeah. solo a uh, that needs to be accounted for for like lower skilled players. Like, yeah. it's no reason why best of the best should be able to do this if it's a requirement to get something else in the game. Right. Yeah. right. Like, if you're trying to show that this is a, a mastery thing for uh, just uh, pretty much effectively just like for shits and giggles for you to get a shit and that's it, okay, that's fine. We can have that conversation. But if this is a conversation of, yeah, no, this is what's going to define uh, a level 10 and a level uh, 11 player in the game, in the Guardian rank. 
They That's not to be where more... I'm coming from, Deva. While I agree uh, with you, I my issue is that if I I I've run the dungeon now a good six, seven times. And mm-hmm. if I want to be able to even increase my chances of getting the freaking exotic drop, if I'm required as a casual player to do a solo run of the dungeon just to be able to increase my chances of the solo drop, then it, I should be able to approach that as a casual player. Like, it, it, it it's not even just the, the mastery ranks. Like, yes, I get that that's required for mastery rank, and go the fuck off, you know? Do it. I think I think people who who are at tier 10, tier 11 should be able to do you know do solo dungeons that's that's absolutely awesome and and i totally support that being part of their rank enhancement but for me as a casual player just to be able to get that extra you know whatever 10 5 10 it shouldn't be a thing i I don't think it should be part of the seal yeah that definitely should not be a part of it in my opinion, I think it should be, be replaced with, like, oh, do a three-man flawless and mm. get an oh. exotic enchance. And, like, and also, the thing about it is that, like, I, I, I because here's the thing, I think, like, partially in terms of the entire situation, um, we should go back to how it was with um shatter throne and um and and put a heresy uh, where the the compl- like to mat like to get the, flo- the the solo flawless or even just the solo isn't a part of the seal yeah. it should be solely a part of like in collections in your triumphs if you went solo flawless you can get an emblem not yeah it's fully dependent on you, like getting the seal because if you get like every collectible if you if you complete the um if you complete the like all void all solar all arc all clan whatever and you've proven you can master this i think the best thing that bungie did especially from like i think it was deep stone forward or actually it was um it was shadow it was garden forward is that the seal isn't required on the flawless. The seal yeah. is dependent on you having fully mastered the content, not flawlessing the content. Flawlessing the content or soloing the content should not be part of Paragon. I'll be the one to say that specifically because look at someone like me, like like Alchemy, like David, like, like, like Tower, who spends weeks upon days upon weeks upon days chirping people through content we're able to complete the dungeon or even complete the dungeon on master. That should be the requirement if we're Paragon, if we're being completely honest, that should be the requirement is completing master raid and completing master dungeon, not completing it solo. Because if we're really being honest here, no dungeon should be so should be able to be soloed for like as a sign of mastery. You should be able to show that as a group, as a fire team, as a, what the game intended originally as a fire team based game, that you're able to complete the content efficiently and have mastery of it. Just like to this day, Petra's run is like sh- should never be a part of the the, the Queen's Guard seal or the uh, Riven's Bane seal because 
God help you trying to find a Petra's run team because there's th- because that that whole raid to this day is a nightmare just a Sherpa through, let alone freaking um like, let, let, let alone get through with, with a full like correct squad. Because you because you could get every egg, you can be more get with your hands tied. But there should be no reason why you should have to flawless for that seal despite Alchemy having it. And he's laughing in the corner because he knows he completed it. But like in general, I still feel there should be like a separate triumph list for solo players. Or like what, what Tower was saying, a um like a separate like, like a freelance option for solo players and it not be dependent. Because someone like me. I've done, I, I, I did 37 Warden of Nothing GMs to get a, per, a perfect God roll Wendigo. But I'm not a paragon in the game. Like, I've, I, I've, I've gotten the Fate Breaker seal and all the master content for Vault of Glass when it first came out. Not like seasons later, when it first came out and it was hard as balls. Like, and I'm not a paragon. Like, it should not be dependent on you, like, soloing a dungeon. Yeah. hands down so so that's why i'm very firm on this dungeon is perfect from a from a difficulty standpoint in general because it's sh- like it shows that you're like especially for second encounter you're good it, like it shows that you're good at clearing ads without dying you're able to utilize your build and get things on a certain way for a for a like, like, it, like even like even for a casual experience i will give tower for a casual experience where you like you're just doing your first dungeon maybe not start here maybe like do a pit of heresy or something similar and then come into this dungeon and with with, with, with your feet wet <laughs> feet wet but like then come uh, in and know hey i need to have a special hard. weapon here i need to have this here like i yeah, we were just we were just having a conversation with our clan about having like galahorn xenophage um parasite lament certain weapons that are kind of standard for content because and that, that are accessible as long as you have the expansions or the 30th anniversary they're in the game you don't need to go get those from the kiosk at the tower you can go get those in game and, and be useful to your teammates because someone figured out that xenophage destroys both bosses so like that's uh, awesome <laughs> so like in general you're able to like, like I, I think the difficult like while we have a little bit of division here I think Tower is right from a casual, like fresh out the grave. It's only been a few months. It it can be a lot. Let me just say, even with running well with healing rifts and a hundred resilience freaking build, I was still dying to all those ads. So many. Really? I have the best. I love. And, and Panda will tell you, I love hanging out up top mm-hmm. and waiting for Wizards. I like. I, yeah, I'm, I'm, like all he could do was he had Orpheus rigs, and he would sit there like a crackhead and keep shooting his bow, and it was funny. Drop each other and just obliterate him. I just dying. run with one of our clanmates to help him out with the dungeon since he was not around to run it. Uh huh. And up top, you definite in second encounter, you definitely need like add clear weapons. Cause hell, I was running double specials for the first time in a dungeon, 
the amount of heavy that spawned was just stupid. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But even that right there, that's a conversation that everyone's been having recently when it comes to double special. Not everyone knows that if you run double special, it, like, gives you free ammo or even heavy ammo spawns. Not everyone knows that. They come in with, like, a gnawing hunger and something else. Because I was watching the, um, like, uh, a friggin' these dudes doing, like, Preach Gaming doing their vaults of glass clear. And, like, because they because they were told, hey, we want to do a raid like to get the full experience. These guys with almost no experience in Destiny whatsoever went and did the new version of Alta Glass. They went in there with, like, basic legendary GLs. Um, one dude tried to fist of havoc Atheon. Like casual oh, yeah. play, like yeah, like casual players don't know all these certain things. So when yeah. when it comes when it comes to basic ad clear, I can see Tower's point from like from from a certain extent where it's like certain casual players have no idea what the hell they're doing. Like they have no idea what's what's coming in here. But in terms of like, can't be the, like balancing the game from the casual experience is not the proper way to balance. Just like balancing it. From the like most top tier of top tier players, can't be the like mindset behind how you balance. You have to balance from the perspective of a competent player, mm-hmm. not somebody that's just fresh out of the grave, not somebody that's been playing or that's been around sixteen thousand years, and they can't be stopped. Mm. But a legitimate player that knows just basic rules how stuff goes but also i am of the opinion that you cannot and should not balance the game for players who absolutely don't like know what the fuck is like like they only want to play a specific way right they have their mindset mm, on like a, a specific that's a great play style. Statement you just made. That's a great statement you just made. They don't want to change it. I remember my day one, where somebody came into the third encounter with a fucking hand cannon and mm, shotgun, yep. Yep. and I'm like, "Why? Why are you yeah. doing that? That's no yeah. good here." Or like someone, like when we were running third encounter, someone said, "I want to run deterministic chaos because deterministic chaos is going to do a bunch of damage." And we sat there and watched as he did no damage. And then when, and then when he was saying, "Like, hey, I'm dying while I'm trying to run across with planets," and then I would kill the centurion, he would just die from a uh, freaking a uh, scion. And it was like, "What? Why are you not killing ads?" I look at his build. Dude's got like five resilience. Of all of his stuff's based around charged up in stacks on stacks to get all the charge uh, armor charges he can for things. And I'm like, you're not optimized for this. Like you're and not. And he was set up. running a strand loader. Yeah, he was running strand loaders and stuff like that, but not running the correct stuff. And then when we told him, hey, you should probably change this, and even his friend told him, hey, you should probably change this. You're right. He left. He straight up just left. So, like, I, I get what Dave is saying. There, there's an there's an expectancy by the time you oh. get through like strikes, PvP, um, gambit, and you learn a, like enough about the game that you come in with like like like, like a knowledge of okay, cool. Like, I should probably use this weapon and this weapon. Not hey, I only love sidearms. I'm only gonna use sidearms for every piece of content. 
Granted, shout out to her. I forget her name right this second, but there's a, there's a there's a streamer that like only uses bows for like every piece yeah. of content. She is like a primary bow, a, a secondary bow in Leviathan's Breath. She like makes it work and, and hats off to her. She's able to solo dungeons prop, props to her, but that's not like the mid-tier player. But more mid-tier players need to understand that you can't just roll into every activity with an auto rifle. You gotta know what certain things work with certain situations. Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. exactly. And even what's like, even more that I want to idea. You can play the game the way you. Want. You just have to expect more. Like you have to put in more effort. Mm-hmm. Like it's not, uh, a it's good, not even good getting thing. good. It's like it's you're just, putting the effort in. Being able like, to adapt. You, yeah, exactly. You have to adapt your playstyle over time. But even more than that, like, if you come into a sniper battle with a, a pistol, like, I'm not saying you gotta have a sniper or something long range, but if you come in expecting an easy fight and wanting an easy fight, that's on you. If you're upset that, that it's not working out for you, then that's that is a, as you say in the military, user error. Right. Like, like there's there's only so much that like like now granted to 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 the 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 um the devil's advocate there. That's not like there should be no ex- expectation from Sherpas or from different people like that or t- or leading people through raids to be like Gallowhorn or Kick. No 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 no. There, there is an expectation to where you go, hey, do you have this? No. Do you have this? No. You route out a list of different options. Because even you could ask Dava, when when me and him were in the final boss, I went from fusing rockets to using Whisper to using Sleeper to using Taipan. I went through a whole different list of different things trying to figure out what was best for this boss. And even yeah. in certain even certain circumstances, not every weapon is gonna be top tier for like for a situation. So you shouldn't expect everyone everyone to have it. There was even a situation where um, me and David were, were taking uh, one of the clan members through it. And he was like, we were like, hey, do you have Thunderlord? I don't have the catalyst. Okay, cool. That's fine. Um, do you have Div? Yeah, yeah, I have Div. Cool. Run Div. And we made it work. We found a way to optimize the team and we made it work. And then when he was having trouble sh- shooting Div, I was like, hey, cool. Swap the Thunderlord. Just put on an arc loader. I'll run Div and we'll make this work. We, we optimize the situation. We make it work within the person's comfortability, but we still expect them to participate. We still expect them to put the effort in to get along with the activity. There's a middle ground we need to walk here where we go, hey, you need to put some work in, but you also need to give some some leniency when it comes to things. We need exactly. to meet in the, in the middle when it comes to that. Exactly. exactly. Yep. And that's, that's where I'm at with it. I tell... Like, I know a lot of players have their opinions about Bungie, and they feel like Bungie is extremely selfish when it comes down to some things, and not so selfish when it comes down to others, but I always have the mindset behind it of, look, when it comes down to this game, sometimes you just gotta get good. Like, I don't solo Dungeon, that's just D.Va. I'm like, look, I can. I would rather spend my time doing other fun shit instead of trying to meet a requirement. At the yeah. same time, I understand. If I decided that when I put my mind to it, I can get it done. But at the end of the day, to me, 
I just don't have fun with that kind of content. But I also don't think that I, I want soloing a dungeon to be made easier. I would like it to be made a more consistent triumph for players who are engaging with that content. Right? So Fair. to That's me, awesome. I feel like Ron, and the reason why a lot of people dislike Ron was because they felt like too many people were but to me, I really enjoyed it because I'm like, look, as long as you were a competent player and you adapt and learn the mechanics and execute, it was the same thing for everybody. A standard test to see who could get it done and who Now, granted, there were other outside factors that made it a little bit harder than it had to be. But mm-hmm. the general mechanics of the dungeon and encounters themselves were masterfully put together so that as long as you could perform you could get it done yeah and that is what a solo dungeon is supposed to be people who can perform can get it done and those who can't are and are time in to make their play style work for them you're gonna suffer and have a bad time like it's not gonna be fun but that is how, like, in-game content is supposed to be. Like, granted, yeah. like I said earlier, like, the solo, uh, all this and solo uh, content should not be a requirement for certain things. It should be something that players, like, opt in to do on their own. Because if you're forced yeah. to do something, you really don't want to do it. Exactly. It, it makes it yeah. not fun. Because well, here, I, to go off of that real quick, that's why I said specifically that Paragon shouldn't be a requirement. Because at that point, you're telling people, "Hey, because you can't do something that originally the dungeon wasn't meant for, you you like you are lesser." Like there's that there's that old like Forever Red Power Rangers meme where it's like, "All right, fives, the ten is talking," and like and he's like, "Jason, back me up." Oh, I'm not. I'm not, I'm not 11, Tommy. But you can go on. Like, there's that old meme where now, especially with Destiny, where like people are using their guardian rank as a like symbol of I'm better than you. So there should be no reason why solo flawlesses, why flawlesses in general, should be counted a part of the the guardian rank experience. Because it, it, straight up, if you can complete a master raid and a master dungeon efficiently with a team. Cool, you're a paragon. That's fine. You have completed the the, the 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 experience the way Bungie intended you to, and that's cool. You did the job. So I think I think I think we've had a, like a pretty good like a range of discussion when it comes to that. <laughs> um, but to I, add I think, on I, to that, there, I think one thing that a lot of people don't necessarily think about is like, at least for me, right. When I think about the content that Bungie put and what the Guardian rank system is supposed to do, right? Just just what it was supposed to do, not what it is, but effectively, like, it's supposed to be a, like, snapshot understanding of players and the Guardians that you're getting, right? And having a lot of people try to show, like, okay, I can solo flawless or solo a dungeon. I don't really think that that's relevant information. Like, yeah, it's a good accomplishment, but 
I think it's antithetical to what it was that this system was like, I think, for, yeah. Yeah, like, Bungie, I think they wanted to, like, uh, be hip and be cool and fit in with the community. And I like the best of the best players can uh, solo a dungeon, by the way. So we're going to implement that. But, like, so many players don't even care to even try. Like, I'm not saying, like, I'm, I'm the standard guardian out here. But I'm a pretty decent player. If I put my... I don't like trials, but flawless every time I've gone flawless. I've done it by myself, solo. Right. But and, and, the, and, and, and to piggyback off of that, um, the one thing that I that, that I that I really sp- like like hear about that is look at things like Grandmaster Nightfalls. Grandmaster Nightfalls are still one of the like top things that only top players get through. That like eat, like because there's still people that think it's an accomplishment just to finish the battle pass. Like that's the crazy thing about this season is like for a lot of people getting to pinnacle cap and, the, and finishing your battle pass was the end game. That then they're hearing, oh, you need to grind your pass more past rank a hundred. What the game or like what the standard is, and like every other game like Fortnite, Apex, etc. You 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 finish the battle pass. Good job. You did what you were supposed to do, but now you need to do more just to go do the highest level of content, the grand poobah, the grand master of content. And then you hear someone like me say, hey, yo, I ran 37 grandmasters for one grenade launcher. And they're like, huh? What? Because because truth be told, there's some grandmaster in Nightfalls where we've lost runs where me and alchemy can speak from experience with things like Glassway, with things like Lightblade. we've lost encounters because we've gotten our butts one shot before and it sucks it sucks when that happens but then there's people who are still like we want harder content we want things that are harder and it's like how much more I'm gonna, can you i'm gonna buddy i'm gonna buddy in on that right i don't think those players want hard content I'm gonna be honest with you. Players in this game, and this is this is the hottest take I got. Okay, uh, this let's is go. my uh, right. Players in this game do not want difficulty. They want exclusivity. They just don't mm. know how to ask for it. Like yeah. you hear so many players, this content's got to be hard. You know, there's no prestige in it because look, so many players did it. So it, it, it's it's not hard enough. Make it hard. But then the second that it gets spicy for them, and this is the reason why I feel the way Salt DeGreppo and Glad and all complaining about how the health bars are too much. They were sitting there and they were like, look, it's too easy. There's not enough health. Now that they got a little bit of spice behind it, now it's a whole different conversation. Uh, oh, it's boring. Roll it's it like, back some. What? Like, there's, there's, I, I, I think that's what it is. That they they want to. But, but granted, I, I will give credence to one thing Datto said when Ron came out. 
was there there are certain people that like wait fully for like the day one raid for contest mode because they wanted contest mode to be their pinnacle their thing they accomplished their day the thing they strive for is the yeah. day one clear but then once everybody they might have got a day one clear they're like oh it's not fun anymore it's not prestige enough we want to go back to where it was awesome. prestige that's that's not even logical because the content was difficult to a certain extent maybe not for you but there was hard content for other people even if like like, there were certain circumstances where we had optimized teams where we had every like like base covered and certain people just didn't get their 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 clear and that's how this game is so like i think we just kind of cracked the code a little bit but i want to leave i've been saying this for for years now but we'll definitely go ahead go ahead but we'll, we'll definitely come back to this at some point because, like, like this is a, this is going to be an ongoing conversation. And I like, like, I still, I still to this day, I'm like, hey, yo, so glad y'all to come on the show and hash this out. Cool, that's fine. But we're gonna have a civil conversation. There will be no like crazy arguing and it like that. We're gonna have a civil conversation because there should be space in content for everybody. There should be the ability to th- like, like, there should be no just like. Ah, like oh, me of only like five people accomplished this. Like, if you can say you accomplished it, cool. Now, if you're the world's first to accomplish it, cool, great, grand, wonderful. No yelling on the bus. Like, and like, also like, no one gets that reference. That's so funny. But like, in general, um, like, like in terms of the situation, if you completed it, you did good. You mastered the activity because the fact that I'm able to do thirty-seven gms in one season for one of the gms that shows i have pretty good efficiency in the motherfucking game and that's what i'm gonna leave that on now let's dive into the 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 the, the crappy like screw the top tier players and screw the casuals that they're they're nothing compared to these heathens so last week we talked about uh, how and, uh, and granted both last week's episode and this week's episode are going to be releasing at the same time because not only we will not only because of some drama that happened that we'll be touching on next but also because of some personal stuff that like some of us were already dealing with so uh, both uh, both 36 and 37 are being released in tandem so last week we already touched on how um leaks and hacks are getting out of control and it was a topic of discussion in the community this past week. And in term and, and now it's even getting worse to where the mechanics of the dungeon had been found to have been released weeks prior to the dungeon releasing. And similarly, leaks of the final boss and mechanics of Ron had been leaked prior to the release of Root of Nightmares. So we are now approaching the next day one raid clear. And there's our, and like, you know what? Screw it. I wasn't going to say it, but it's, it's already out in the open. You can go find it. It's, it's there. It's on the social medias. The, like the supposedly, I will say supposedly it's not confirmed. It is a leak. The, like, like, and we don't know. It could be, it could be fake. The next uh, reprising raid has potentially been leaked by the people that are diving into the code of this game and it is out of control we are literally at a point where bungie could potentially turn off their api and endanger the 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 development of certain tools like destiny item manager d2 foundry um like gg 
all these G2 different third-party D2 Honor Picker, all these different third-party tools that Bungie has given us, has given people the the ability to create with their API because people don't know how to stop diving into the API because no other game company has been this free with their systems ever. They have never been this free to be like, hey, you guys can develop this kind of stuff. You can do these different things. And people are abusing it to the point that if it continues, not only will the next raid race be in jeopardy, but the following final shade, the final raid in the light and darkness saga could be in jeopardy. And people don't care. They're just saying we will do whatever we want and dive into the code of this game. The Solst, like, like straight up, if you look on Twitter right now, the Solstice armor, like, like in the build, like, is in, is in the code of the game, and people have have leaked it, and it's on Twitter, and it's disgusting. It's literally disgusting that this is happening. Like, it is appalling. It's not even a point of like contention. If you are leaking like this. You are like, <laughs> I did this, and like you don't care. You don't care about the integrity of the game. You don't care about the developers. You're doing this because you think it's it's free information that anyone should have, and that's not true. These people develop this stuff for us to, re- to be released on a certain time period, and you're just not caring. Like it's sad how much information is out in the wild right now that we're not even talking about. That like is it like. Cade, Cade was leaked months in advance. Like no one, no, no one understands how much Cade was leaked, and it's it's just it's sad. Like this is this is happening, and people don't care. They're just like screw it. We can dive into the code. We're gonna keep doing it. And frankly, I'm just done, bro. Like it is ridiculous. Like to tower speak on it because I just I'm done, man. Oh shit! Oh shit! I just can't, man. Leaking is not okay. Data mining, not okay. Never okay. Just because it's in the code does not mean it is meant for you to fucking go digging for it. People and Mm -hmm. and 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 it pisses me off because they 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 act like oh they just stumbled upon this information or whatever and it's like no no you didn't you you purposefully went into the code looking for anything you could find so that way you would have an edge up on everybody else and then you go and give it to people who don't give a fuck just as much as you don't give a fuck in fact they want it they want it. They feed that. That's the problem is that there are people that feed that mentality of I need to be so entitled, you know, to, to content that I have to know it months in advance. Like even even Mylan Games, one of the biggest lore tubers out there for Destiny, um, made a comment on someone um, or he made a tweet earlier today. Uh, stating, you know, basically what I said, that just because it's in the code, it isn't okay for you to go digging for it. And Mm -hmm. people were still replying to him, but it's in the code. It's there for us. And he straight up said, you know, no, no, it's not there for you. It's there for the developers. You don't hear about this kind of shit from fucking Fortnite 
or cod hell the next the next largest leaking community that i know of outside of destiny is genshin impact and they maybe apex maybe apex i i don't know much about apex i i don't follow many people that 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 play apex my personal experience is destiny genshin cod and i sometimes i'll hear some stuff about fortnite on twitter but the next biggest community that that I personally have connections to that leaks it you know is is then is Genshin and their leaks are nowhere near as far in advance as the Destiny community. They're nowhere near as serious. And even the voice actors go out there, you know, the Genshin voice actors, because a lot of them do like streaming and are very open in the community. They are straight up like you do not post leaks in my chat. You do not, you know, post leaks in my discords. And if you post a leak on one of my posts, I will block you and report you. And it seems like Bungie doesn't do that. Bungie just kind of every once in a while, they might put out a statement like they did before, um, earlier this year with the other leaker, they might put out a statement, but they really don't do anything to, it almost feels like they don't do anything to protect themselves. Yeah. And in order to mitigate those leaks, in order to mitigate those data mines, there need to be protections in place. Now, I'm not a, I, I, I'm, I don't know anything about coding. I I'm just speaking from my own experience as someone who, you know, hears about the leaks. Luckily, I curate my timeline so freaking, you know, specifically that I never see any of these leaks. Cade being, Cade having been leaked months in advance, I didn't know that. I don't give a shit about our slash destiny leaks. I, I, say, not- I saw it on Twitter and I didn't tell anybody about it. I, I kept my mouth shut because I knew that was going to be a, a crazy thing that happened. That was, yeah, again, that's, I, I don't see it because I curate my timeline. I don't actively engage with leakers. And when people do leak, um, you know, or data mine and post those, you know, if, if it does come across my page, I immediately block that person. That's how curated my timeline stuff is. Like, and like, and like, here, here's one thing that I'll add to it. Like, in terms of like the whole Mylan thing, the people, like, I love the people in his comments that are like, "Oh, just do, like, don't like story leaks, don't look at them." That's not the point. That's you're, not the point. You're not supposed to have this. Like, right? like, literally, the thing that that Mylan's talking about on Twitter is the fact that the mid-season cutscene, similar to how the season of the Seraph mid-season cutscene has already been put up on YouTube, and and like Bungie yeah, can't really do anything about it. Yeah, I came. I I actually came across it while I was uh, freaking. Um, I had YouTube up, and it was just auto playing some Destiny content, and I didn't realize what was going on, what I was seeing, until I freaking heard the the dialogue in the cutscene. I was like, "Oh crap!" But I can't stop this. I can't like I I, I was stuck with what I was doing. It was either 
I, you know, I stop doing what I'm doing, which was really important for me to do, or I have to tur- basically turn off my friggin' Xbox. Um, but I couldn't do that because <laughs> I was so in the you- middle really important freaking business call i had it playing up in the background just as background noise and i looked up and there's the freaking mid-season cutscene like thanks like yeah so it's just it's so freaking frustrating i have a bit of a different opinion right okay okay and my opinion granted is not gonna be like opinion in here but it i feel like there has to be a conversation between the community, right? And acceptable behavior, right? Right. I don't believe a lot of people in our understand the concept of acceptable behavior in any place and uh, a code of ethics, right? Mm -hmm. I'm not necessarily against data mining, uh, uh, like getting information before it's exactly I don't suggest that people engage with behavior, but I'm not mad at players for wanting to. Because Destiny as a game, like story-wise, a lot of the like appeal to it is like wanting to know more. Right? And the devs do a very good job and all the player with like the sense of oh man I can't wait what's next so that along with the fact that you some people get to look under the Christmas tree and sneak and get a, a glimpse of the presents for Christmas you know there has to be a conversation of like ethics behind it like a lot of the player base like that but so much of the Destiny community, as far as like streamers, content creators, so much of the content is based around FOMO. Mm-hmm. And being the first person, the new information, and spreading that new information, it's starting to uh, rear its ugly head and like legitimately become a problem. Because now you're starting to see where the problems that I've been talking about for months and years now, where new content comes out and the first thing that you see is, gotta go get this weapon now. Don't miss out on this now. You know, you only got so much time to go. That is the, that same instinct behind that content is the same thing that drives people like flooding uh, inboxes Twitter and everything with all this information with these leaks. Mm-hmm. Got to be the first to talk about it because you know, for some reason that's a thing. But like, hey, also, did you see that? Hey, did you see that? Like, it's the same. Exactly. Thing. And you and unleash this. Of the entitlement. Yep. I think a lot of players like you got to remember like vast majority of like Destiny's player base, like young adults to. Uh, middle-aged people, and for the middle-aged people, like sure, people like us, you know, twenties, thirties, forties, like yeah, we have the discipline to understand that it's not just about our experience, 
But a lot of kids play this too. And what's the first thing kids do? Exactly. They 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 see the thing and they're like, I got to tell my buddies because for Mm. a lot of people, they don't truly care about the story, like on a a massive massive scale. You know, it's not a make or break thing. A lot of them just want to know what's happening next and what they can, what content they're gonna get to enjoy later. Right. And that is something that drives it. Like, I need to know what raid is coming so that we prepare for Worlds First. You know, yeah, or my right. our day or what content is coming up so I can, you know, get excited for what's next and all that. Like, during Season of the Haunted, toward the end of it, going into Season of the Plunder, one big issue that I had was I was very un satisfied with how Bungie went about the marketing for Season of the Plunder. Mm. Or Season of Plunder. Like, one thing that I recognize, this is just a general marketing strategy, is to create a feeling of anxiety in people of, like, gotta have it, gotta have it, gotta have it, gotta have it. I can't wait, I can't wait, I can't wait. That that's probably what's made it worse, honestly. That's probably, that's probably exactly. what's made it worse. This idea of waiting until the day of, even this season, they waited exactly. until the day of to tell people yeah. what this season was about. And that created this like animosity, probably in the league community, right. where they want to figure yeah. out what's going on. Like, it was like, it was to the point where like they had to flat out tell us at Lightfall launch of like, oh, it's called the season of the Deep. And we're like, that probably means darkness stuff. But other than that, we had no idea what was coming in here. Plunder, Seraph. We didn't know what was up with Seraph other than the they day before they drew. Huh? They, they did that for a reason, though. Because the whole year of Beyond Light, people were freaking harassing devs, harassing the community managers, um, you know, with stuff... Because they were too open, they felt they had been too open yeah. for, and Ugh. you know, you don't I remember everything that happened that. with AG that made him literally quit Bungie. So I can see that, but there has to be a conversation. There's more to this than just that. Like, yeah. there's more. Right? Well, that's what like, they publicly stated is that yeah. they they decided. That they were going to step back from promoting and step back from being more open uh, and communicating with the community because of the fact that devs were getting harassed, that people were getting freaking docs and death threats and stuff like that over stuff that had nothing to do with them. You know, there was there were those lawsuits. Um, you know, particularly the one that had to deal with DMG. Um, and the fact that he was getting, you know, harassed by people, and it eventually led to him quitting Bungie. Like, but, he, I, so I, I understand and respect that. Can, you know, I can definitely respect but, and understand to a certain extent. But I feel like, like similar to a lot of things, like I'll even make the joke, similar to the Starfire Protocol nerf. Bungie doesn't know how to not turn the dial all the way to the other end, uh, other end of the machine. That like we, there needs to be an, like the like, grid. It's reactionary based, especially if you're being doxxed and being harassed and whatnot. You're, it's going to be a reactionary system. 
But yeah. there shouldn't have been like go from full openness to nothing. Like remember season the haunted where literally the like we got revealed like i think it was 18 hours early because sony china released the trailer on accident like like that that shouldn't be the situation like i think there was one person like on twitter who was like at least like a week or like a couple of days like give us a trailer or a teaser a couple of days in advance and not like that little thing they did with slow where it was like half of a transmission and a picture of titan no like the seasonal trailer should like like, like similar i remember with season of the risen they gave a season of the risen like, like like a trailer about it a big picture of what the season looked like like a week in advance and i was like could not be the the chosen where like Zavala's standing on some rubble and like has Kyle's big ass head in the background. That was a great trailer, a great lead in. It was like that's a perfect like way to go about it where you give people just enough to itch on. And they even had the, at the end of the trailer, they had that line from Savathun Osiris where it was like, There is no light here. And that was so like cash money cash money like that was perfect there needs to be a a, a fine middle line of like right there yeah and i think they're trying to find that line again honestly with the teasers and stuff like that um but again like we said earlier it goes back to that fomo right because because they were so open in the past and then they stopped and they're now trying to get, you know, to to, to basically kind of spoon feed us, um, you know, these little bits Content, and pieces. Yeah. Trying to get back to that point where, so, where they're more open. Yeah. I, I feel like I we should. I don't think that's it. I don't think that's it at all. Well, what, what, what do you like? Try, try to like, like give it a good summary because we got one more topic to, to touch on. Okay. So. This is kind of a, a bigger con about I am of the impression that FOMO is Bungie's biggest weapon in selling its product. And I understand that yeah. that, you know, it is a business first and they gotta make the FOMO drives. It's like the driving machine of mm-hmm. most of stuff that happens inside of D2 the game down from streamers and content to just what drives players to get out and grind game. Not because mm-hmm. people enjoy the content, which I hope they do. If you're playing this game, I hope you enjoy the content. But yeah. most of it is if you listen to the heartbeat of the game, We'll hear so many players say, I'm on X weapon is it, and I want X weapon to do the shit that I really want, but I gotta come in here and do this to get that so I can go do what I want. But yeah. even more than that, there is their marketing ploy at this door. You know, the plunder. You guys run around, but. I had this conversation before. A marketing ploy, right? It's a iPhone every year, right? It's the new news. Have 
feeling of anxiety, right? Um, it's a psychological deal where you have this feeling of anxiety and like this it's it's a itch in the back of your mind. Like you guys were saying, like you're itching for more, right? And they hold all the information until the last second so that they can info dump on you at the last second and then you get this real dopamine high that comes out and you're like ah now I get this because now you have all this new information and you're itching to get into the game so that you can do all this new stuff and what it is is you get this dopamine release in your brain that tells you, ah, now I feel this content so fun, so good, amazing. But it's not that the content is good. It's that that feeling, that itch for more has now been scratched. And mm-hmm. so now, yeah, good. And now you're willing to spend more money. You're willing to spend a little bit more time. And then if you and and even, the, and they even well, go off that, they even like having their harnessed it perfectly. They've harnessed it perfectly because they, they they weaponize that dopamine to where they wait to the last second to release everything, and then mm-hmm. they cut you off. Or they're like, hey, Sloan's yeah. going to have more info for you next week. And it's next like, week, oh, it's, you. you. And like, my neighbor, we have a saying for this. And that is, it's a pimping hole game. I'm sorry. That's really what it is. It's them getting you hooked on something and then like giving you a little bit at a time and mm-hmm. having yeah. back a little bit at a time. Say this is just general like all around the world this is a general thing. It's psychology. And like right? and I do I do want to highlight though, like notice how we didn't just like bash Bungie for a whole hour. We said, hey yo, yeah. stop leaking their shit. But also, Bungie can do a little bit better here and there. But also, Bungie was being attacked. But also, they could meet us in the middle. Like, we had a constructive yeah, conversation 100%. about this entire 100%. thing. Now, dive, yeah. diving into our last topic of the evening real quick. Because this is less of a topic and more of like a PSA kind of thing. The reason why you guys are getting episode 36 and episode 37 as a complete package, but also because uh, like originally there was some controversy that happened last Saturday. Last Saturday, I believe it was uh, May the 27th. Um, I myself uh, like was supposed to uh, guest star on the last city radio podcast. Uh, originally, Tower was going to go with me, but Tower had previously uh, guest starred on the Guardians feed. Go check them out; they're they're good people. Um, and she did an amazing job for Mother's Day, but then she decided to let me go on this one, like specifically. And I, like when I had then uh, got on to the episode, like we were getting ready to record. There was an incident where what like the co-host at the time started spewing a lot of, of like just straight anti-LGBT like hatred, a lot of like like old like, like just a lot of bigotry coming out of this person to the point that it was very much like not even able to get a lick in to respond, to able to like like, like to get, get anywhere in the conversation. There was just venom spewing out of this person, a lot of anti-binary speech. And, and like, like there was anti Satan fourteen uh, like, like gay, but I'm okay with Devra being gay because Devra's gayness isn't being shoved down my throat, kind of thing. 
and that YSA 14 again when he's a robot, he's a robosexual and all this other nonsense. And like saying that Destiny's uh, writers team has gone too woke. They're not telling a story about a, a FPS anymore. They're telling a story about a soap opera and all this other nonsense. And it was just it, it went on for a good like 15 minutes. And it got to the point where like I, I was even called an exception to the uh Tumblr girls and the and the uh the soy boys who like Saint 14 and Osiris. Because I came in as a very masculine gentleman, I was deemed an exception as for liking Saint 14 and Osiris. And at that at that the immediate uh, like statement, I left. I did not record the episode and I did not continue. Now, as previously stated on a previous episode of the podcast, the majority, or even earlier today, because we, we said happy pride. As y'all know, three-fourths of this cast is part of the LGBTQIA plus community, and we have Deva, who's a nice ally, and he sits for Zivu He sits for Zivu in the corner. But in terms of the actual situation, we would we we are never going to be able to like, to be on the same cast as someone who deems that our existence is a problem. If you feel that my existence, that Tower's existence, that that Alchemy's existence is a situation where it, 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 we need you need to call it political, you can't sit at our table flat out because the idea of saying, "Oh, I don't want to make this about politics," it's not about politics. You have a problem with our existence. Same thing when me and Deva are called the N-word in video games. You want to make it about politics because we're black. No, it's not about that. You like, you have a problem with racism. You are racist in that situation. And in this case, this person was very bigoted, especially when, the, like, when, when they were a person of color themselves. They were being very bigoted, and it was very funny to watch. But it reached a point where the main host of the Last City podcast made a statement saying that they don't stand for big, the, the bigotry of any kind. And I originally had thought that it was a safe space to ex- to come on because they were a person of color as well. But, and this is the first time I'm saying about this specifically, originally we were not going to um, interact with the Last City podcast as long as um, like that particular co-host was going to be on there. However, post making that statement, there was evidence that was presented to us that showed that that person had made previous statements stating that non-binary people were a problem prior to the episode that I was going to be on, on an other episode that was live that had been edited in the post of version of it. And the, uh, and the not, and like in the non-edited version was sent to me. And I'm able to confirm that this person had had a history of bigoted behavior. So we were on top of the fact lied to by the host, other than the main host saying that that the bigotry had not happened previously. So while we are more than welcome to have like members from the Destiny Two community be on our show, and we are welcome to get, we are more than happy to guest star on other shows, other shows that there's a lot of podcasts in the community. We will not stand for bigotry, and we will not participate in a show that stands for bigotry as well. That is not going to jive. That is not going to shuck. I'm not doing it. It's not going like, to, like, like, that's just not how this is going to work. And to even prove the point, we're having a special guest in two weeks. And we, uh, and just to tease that, 
We will announce that on Twitter on Monday. So get ready for that specifically. That we will be having a guest star on the, the on the episode of June sixteenth. We will be having a guest star for that. And I know Tower is hyped, so that's gonna I be a fun. Oh, so fucking! I hyped. am as well. So, I think we it's, all are. It's, 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 it's not even just who they are. It's the fact that this is this is the first guest that. I was able to connect with and bring on the show. Mm-hmm. So it's a big one too. It's 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 a big it's a big thing for me having been you know one of the newer co-hosts here. Um, the fact that that they were able to come on and we were able to get everything all scheduled and stuff. I am so freaking hype. So, so yes, best believe. We are going to stand as a like, like, and like, not everyone's going to say it, but we are the primarily hosted LGBTQ platform, and we are primarily hosted by people of color. That is what this is going to be. We have two whiteies in the corner that are queer. We have me that's black and queer, and we have a black person over there sipping for an alien. It's <laughs> my wife who alone is out of it. Just, just, just promise me you're not going to change your, your gamer type to Zevo or Ras feed picks and we're good. Like, that's all I care about. Yeah, like, no, 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 no. Let's do it. Let's do it. Jesus. The name, the name and the brand are too important to me. Jesus. Okay. But no, so basically, so let's get ready for some new announcements, some, some big announcements. It is going to be a great month of pride for us, and we are going to stick by what we say and how we go about stuff. So get ready for that. We will catch you folks. Oh, so I, I gotta do outros. I'm over here skipping stuff. Uh, Tower, what is your closing statement for the episode? My closing statement for the episode? I love the dungeon. I love the lore. I love pretty much everything about it. I am super duper hyped for our special guest. And freaking Bungie, get shit together. I love y'all to get mm-hmm. shit Sounds good to me. All right. Uh, uh, Alchemy, what is your closing statement for the episode? That this dungeon is all fun as all ghetto, and it helps people get people to help with other stuff that you might not normally do. Mm. And that it is really fun and perfect where it is. Amen. Amen. Dave, uh, other than simping, what's your closing statement? You know what? You know what? (laughs) It's gonna be pretty hard, but you know I got. I'm gonna take my this time around, and I'm some of the the my fire team members. You know, I, I've been checking in on them here recently. Things, so you know, I got to shout out to my old fire team. You know, to the Striders. You know, hey, you guys. I hope you guys out there have the podcast. So, I hope you guys out there having fun. Look, Jimmy Guy Duke, I hope you out there doing fantastic. God, Max, don't ever stop. I know you out there working hard. You know, Arch Angel Lucky, stay up and, and keep doing great things. You know, look, your time is coming. And you know I can't forget about the one above all, Elder. Hey, keep it up. I'm going to be seeing you guys here a little bit later. But uh, yeah, look, hell, even 
to the the goddamn mediocre bottom tier guard. You know, my boy Far. Hey, keep it going. My girl Jazzy, stay up. Have some fun this month. Hey, and, and just like my boy H has the used to say, I'm gonna end it just this way. I hope you don't come back and like put a knife to my throat. But remember, Guardians, great game, great experience. Oh man, I'm about to. All right. If I don't make it, y'all need to go find H has and put them in a box for me. Jesus. All right. And, and my closing <laughs> statement, as always, is there's there's a line that um, Saint Fourteen says occasionally when you're entering Trials of Osiris. He says, "Outshine the opposition," and I think that reigns true so much, so much, specifically this month when there's a lot of darkness going on in the real world, and the darkness tries to creep in to our community. We need to outshine the opposition because. There's a lot of things that try to fight against us, but we got to push through. So if, you, if, if, if you're feeling lost in this game, you need a home, we got you. Hit me up. But if anyone tries to tell you you can't do something in this game, tell them no. Tell them no. I'm going to do it because I refuse to be to, to, to let the, the darkness win. But, but, but like, I, know, I know like recently on TikTok, there's been people who are like, Never have a, a take again. Stop talking about destiny. Yada, yada. I'm like, no, I'm gonna do what I want, and you ain't gonna stop me. And the goddamn thing you can do, amen. Even with the backup, but you unstable. You don't oh. want to play with that sword logic, baby. It's oh. not the one. <laughs> oh my god, Jesus. Okay, uh. folks, we, we will catch you, folks, next week. We will catch you, Starside. Peace out. 